places in five. Welcome to Places in Five, your call time to live your life center stage with Fishman and Liz. Hey, Liz. Hello, Fisher. Hello, hello. Welcome to 2020. I know. Happy New Year. That's right, because we last time we talked, it was uh, New Year's Eve before the ball dropped in That's right. Times I was wishing Square. you a happy New Year on the other side of I the know. New Year. And now That's here I am wishing it to you as we've now side. begun it. Right. We have but a we're running into, thing. It's January 9th, though. It's I, like remarkable that I, we're already that far into the year. It, it's crazy. It, it, and, and Joe and I always have a thing like, how far, what's the rule? How far into the year can you say Happy New Year? Yeah, I think you. He's heard I it guess late. You, you get it the month of January. Like as soon as you said it to somebody, you can't say it again to them. Mm-hmm. But if the first time that you see somebody is January thirtieth, I think you can still say Happy New Year to them. Okay. That's my. And then it's a cutoff. Now, my, if you're in February, you're, are you bad? No, you're, you're, it's, too, it's you're already into Valentine's Day, so that's no, true. you can't. You you're can't. you're, you're a loser. You got, yeah, Presidents' Days and all that stuff coming up. Yeah. So so you just maybe kinda... actually maybe once you get past Martin Luther King. Um, junior birthday, like January twentieth period. Maybe that should be the cutoff. I don't know. Once you once you have another kind of federal holiday, maybe that yeah, that could expires be the, it. I don't that know. Could, that could be the answer. So I hear what you're saying about how late you can do it. Maybe it's another holiday is that's a cutoff point. That's kind of a, maybe. a good point. But I do have a lot of people who are calling into the office and they're saying first time they're talking to me this year. Oh, how are you? How was your holiday? You know, Happy New Year. So. But I'm already, New Year's is done for me so long ago already, isn't it? Doesn't it yeah, feel a little bit like that? Well, it's, it is remarkable that, because it's already January 9th. I mean, I can't, and, and when you think of like, there's only 365 days in a year and you're already at January 9th. I mean, a lot of the year really has already gone by. A, a um, lot of the year? Yeah. I mean, come on. Nine think of that. days? Nine days out of 365. That's a lot. Because 365 oh. days really isn't, like every year okay, we go, I can't believe- I can't believe the year is already like over, but in the grand scheme of it, like 365 days, not a lot of days. So no, it's not, it's that not but that nine days flies. is not a lot. Nine days. But, but I will say that it feels already like a month since New Year's. You know what I mean? Like that feels like a long time ago to me. It does. So, it does. Well, this whole holiday weird. was amazing. Like the whole, the, the nature of the both Christmas and New Year's being in the middle of the week and what it did that people took like a whole two weeks off of right. life. Yeah. It was glorious. I mean, people yeah. just, it was such a relaxed period of time. Right. Where so much of the, you know, the population checked out. It was just something. Right. Yeah. We were, we were talking about that. That's so cool. It was just, I mean, I didn't get a lot of time off, but it was good. And then now everyone's back with a vengeance. That's yes, the deal. That's right, the right. difference. The um, and earlier we were talking about, um, just as a, this has nothing to do with what we we're talking about, but about getting the chicks. You needed two things in order to get the chicks. You needed uh, a dog. And what was the other thing? I've got, yeah, I've gone vegan here. Vegan. Because that that's goes really, right. that's, it's a great, it's a great way to meet women. You were telling um, me that you were chomping on some sort of Trader Joe's vegan. Yeah, item. I had some Trader Joe's vegan cream cheese. Not that you know Trader Joe's is sponsoring us by any means. No, but, uh, but they should. I do, I do endorse the um, the Trader Joe's products. Although, as a friend of mine here in LA pointed out to me, the sodium content of Trader Joe's food overall is very high. So you have to be very concerned. Ah. And when I started looking at that, because I wasn't paying attention, boy, did I see he was right. So. Uh, but anyway, this vegan cream cheese that Trader Joe's makes really, 
quite, really quite good, like surprisingly good. Like, well, I that's probably why it's good because there's a lot of sodium in it. And probably, whenever there's yes. sodium and stuff, it makes everything yeah. taste better, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yes. Man. And I had the complimentary everything crackers, you know, like an everything bagel, but made into a cracker form, Oh, both a Trader Joe's. So a complimentary Trader Joe's tr- cracker with the vegan cream cheese is, is uh, a delightful snack and very popular with the ladies. So oh, you're getting um, me very I hungry. Recommend it. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. okay. See, see, well, okay. You're getting me hungry, but you're, it's not enticing me to, mm-hmm. to. And then what I was saying to you before was if you dog. round out, <laughs> if you round out being a vegan with having a dog, yes. you're in, you can, you really, you have it made. Do you really think a vegan lifestyle is a turn on to the ladies? To other, to vegan to ladies. The lady? Oh, to the vegan ladies. Sure. Because I might kind of, I, I gotta be honest, if a guy is like a heavy duty vegan and won't, enjoy some of the other foods that I like that are not vegan, I might think uh, he's a little too, I don't know, limited and, and strict for, for my uh, my liking. And maybe even, maybe, okay, this is so off the mark and so wrong, maybe not even as masculine as I want him to be. I have no idea why I'm making really? that up. No, there's a whole, um, there's a thing on Netflix that Arnold Schwarzenegger produced with, can't remember who else, maybe with The Rock and this, these football players all about breaking the myth of uh veganism game changers oh okay um, about the, about about it's... how a vegan lifestyle can be a very healthy lifestyle okay and you you can get rid of meat protein and still be big and bulky and and kick the shit out of people oh, so, okay good you so know, that's what your goal is to get a dog kick goal. the shit out of people yeah. and get the ladies yeah the v you know the vegan lifestyle is interesting i mean okay. i still like to supplement it with some fish and meat and eggs but other yeah. than that i like to think of myself <laughs> as vegan well you're not though see vegan hardcore <laughs> vegans would say you're so not even in in their range in their map but uh hey okay, i just we'll cooked, give it to you we'll i give cooked it to you. pasta the other night and i added nutritional yeast to it which is kind what? of a cheesy substitute. Um, mm, that and, sounds kind of um, gross. And uh, it's it's not bad. It's you know it's not it's certainly not the thing about vegan good. vegan food, which is so interesting, is I like the fact that it stands on its like if you tell me that it's supposed to approximate something else, like to be a substitute. Yes. that really bothers me because it's not a substitute. Just to call it its own thing. And, uh, and then enjoy it for what it is. Don't tell me it's fake bacon or fake pastrami. Just call it, you know, make up your own. Oh, like the vegan shrimp is really like disgusting. Bacon. It's like, like gelatin. It's, the, it's ew, just disgusting. Ew. Like, like it, vegan bacon. Call it vacon. Va- call, don't, no, see, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Don't call it vacon. Oh. Vegan bacon. No, you can't call it vegan. <laughs> just call it its own thing. Make it up. Make up a new word for it. Oh. Don't, don't even try to make something that looks like bacon. Make a new thing that's delicious and call it sproccoli. Okay. Well, no. that's okay. That uh, you're using the you're, you're you're mixing things there. I know. So wait a I second. Know. No, but it, actually, I have to take all this back because I know I've had like uh, at from uh, Mother <laughs> Vegan in the city where Joe actually does some work at that um, that they have an amazing like uh, cauliflower uh, like with their kind of like wings. So it's like wing sauce on them. It's really oh, delicious. Right. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. and then even. Um, like a chicken tofu, which tastes like a chicken kind of patty-ish 
on for on a salad or something. It's delicious. So some of the stuff is really good. So I I don't know what I'm talking. I take back some of my vegan. Points, yeah, but, right. Well, um, and what's interesting is you just have more and more of these options too, these vegetarian options. Because um, I think the I think the what's happening to the the zeitgeist here is that it's the animal cruelty which is what is swaying people away from meat. It's not mm. that people don't necessarily want to eat meat, but when people are more aware of what's happening in terms of right. how the meat is farmed and the poor yes. animals are treated, yes. I think that, because that for me, it touches me more than, I mean, I don't have a problem eating meat. I mean, because realistically, we wouldn't be who we are if we didn't evolve based on animal protein. That's I mean, right. our brains did what they did because we ate saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths and all that. Mm -hmm. So, yes. um, but I understand now, you know, being more evolved and having the ability to manufacture food that we like that tastes good without harming other creatures, you know, that there's something to be said for that. Right. Okay. All right. So, so this this is by, uh, this podcast mm -hmm. is sponsored by The Vegan a board of meals. Yeah, but there is, you know, know what's interesting though, but the idea of all of the animal eating, like to catch a fish and then eat the fish that you catch. Like a bear? No, not a bit. No. Well, well, if I'm the bear, I'm saying I'm the one like, like there is such great satisfaction yes. of fishing, getting a nice fish and then cooking it up on a fire like right. that. It's so Old animal school. in me. And I yeah. just, I love that, but I don't necessarily, but I don't want to shoot a mammal and, and then have to clean up a, a bloody mammal oh. and eat it. Like I can't eat venison no. or that stuff no. that doesn't. I doesn't like going do to the me. store and buying whatever is available and easy yeah. for me to eat within five minutes. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. much yeah, I've <laughs> that been kind of eater. to enjoy that too. Yeah. I, I, I'm all about convenience. Give me some convenience, man. That's, yeah. that's what I want. Yeah, uh, I don't find it uh, unappealing at all to to walk down that meat aisle and see yeah, all that freshly yeah. wrapped. Just, uh, just meat. give me it. Let yeah. me make it fast because um, I don't have a lot of time, and I don't like spending a ton of time on food prep because I think, even though I do enjoy cooking occasionally, I think cooking is overrated because all the work it takes and and how quickly it all gets eaten. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the payoff, the reward isn't as strong for me. Obviously, a lot of other people feel very differently, but it's just something like, okay, you know, oh God, I just worked two hours on this and uh, the, the, my time just feels like it could be used better. Yes. I Sometimes. totally hear, hear yeah, that. That's what, but what I do enjoy about cooking is the fact that I know what went into it um, as yeah, opposed to too. eating stuff where I'm not so aware of what other garbage is in there. Right. So. That's why I'm Miss, Miss Vitamix these days. I'm doing a whole bunch of um, throwing in all my juices and my smoothies. And I'm loving it. Loving oh, great. it. Oh, good. Um, so on a, a, we were talking about, okay, so as we begin the new year, we were talking about where I mentioned to you habits, which mm. instead of resolutions out, throw those out habits, habits are really ultimately the way you make change and the way you progress forward. It's little tiny habits that actually, so instead of your goals, it's more your systems is mm -hmm. what a lot of professionals say. One of the big ones is James Clear, who wrote a book called Atomic Habits, which I have yet to read, but I've been listening to a lot of his um, 
pieces on online and in podcasts and such. And uh, it's just really cool. It really makes you rethink the way you approach any sort of goal or thing you want to achieve. Instead, it's just all about the habits. And one of his great examples, speaking of vegan and meat and stuff, is he goes, okay, so if you eat a cheeseburger and fries today for lunch, or you eat a salad, at the end of the day, there's not that much difference. You don't see much difference, right? So you don't see your, it's not like your weight has gone up or your body's changed dramatically or anything's really changed. But you do that, either one of those things consistently, then your health and your weight changes. So you know what I'm uh-huh. saying? It's the compounding of the small daily habits that right. reap the longer term benefits and rewards. And so we have to kind of get out of that instant gratification mode and, and be more habit and systems based than we are results based. So it's interesting. It's a lot of great. I mean, it's just I mean, it's kind of com- it's kind of common sense, but it mm-hmm. really makes a difference, I think. Well, it's really fun to listen to that positive reinforcement of, of someone that's passionate about sharing that message. And then if, if, if you're evolved enough that it resonates with you, yeah, that's a, that's a, that in itself, the fusion of thought between like-minded individuals is very exciting. Right. Right. And, and well, just in the fact that because we're so constantly thinking, especially as we get into a new year and all these resolutions and then everybody falls off the wagon and, and then they get disappointed in themselves and they didn't get these things done that they wanted to. It, it's just a day by day, small thing process, really. Yes. That's really what it comes down to. And, and you know, putting it and clarifying exactly what those are and making those things happen. So, and yeah. stuff we talk about all the time here. Well, it's success, you know, success breeds success, right? It's just the doing things. Until you get it right and doing it over and over and over again and just becoming right. an expert at that thing. So, right. you know, one becomes an expert at living a quality life, the same as they become an expert in a chosen profession that they do consistently. Right. Um, and it's interesting how people don't often make that connection that they may work really hard at a profession and be consistent and form good habits, but they don't necessarily good form good habits living a healthy lifestyle. Mm hmm. Right. I mean, there's also, there's nothing to say that you've got to be so rigid that, okay, you can't enjoy certain things. If you eat a certain way, you can't enjoy things outside of that, or you take a day off of working out, or you you take a, you know, whatever it is that you need to do, the, the little tiny things that you, when you veer off the path, aren't going to really kill your path, in other words. So if you're, it's just more about consistency. It's more yes. about- Showing up and uh, and doing action, action moves. So, action Jackson, action, action Jackson. Jackson. Is Wasn't that a movie? Bold adventure <laughs> is oh, his game. Oh, do, what's that? Do, is that a come with was me. that a show? It was a, it was I a thought movie, it was wasn't a, it? Maybe, oh. or he was a little, he was like a G.I. Joe yes. wannabe, like a mm. toy, and he had his own theme. Action Jackson is my name, bold adventure is my game, think of what you'd want to be. Wow, this is very exciting. We didn't expect to have Jessica. We just talked about you on our podcast and said we would love to have you sometime. Um, and here you are on Places in Five. Hey, Jessica, how are you? Hi. 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 We'll give a little background to, to Jessica Bellucci. She was a, uh-huh. the head of um, Bellucci Media, 
and um, oh, you're holding. She, I, I actually she's holding, holding my bio that she actually her, wrote her bio because oh. I actually wrote it, uh, but I wrote it for her website, which is awesome. And if you go to bluegmedia.com, b e l l u c c i media, um, she's the founder and president. She has uh, been working in the uh, communications and public relations fields for a very long time uh, with you know, various companies, Tribune Media, most recently. Mm-hmm. She's worked in the publishing industry. Um, Which was my favorite, favorite that, job ever. That's right. And because she loves books. I love books. I freaking love mm-hmm. books, Fishman, as you know. And um, she, you know, she's just got a, a great, an amazing sense of humor. And she's very honest to a fault, probably. <laughs> as she, As everybody who knows her, she does not pull any punches she says whatever she wants to say and um she is not into vegan bacon we were talking about vegan food earlier <sighs> fishman and i and we i decided to call it bacon if you had vegan bacon he fishman's against that what would it even be made out of? i don't know that kale i don't know no kale they chips? make it they find all kinds of strange it's all everything yeah. soy a lot of soy garbage i know so it just goes all about um she she's like the, the worse the food the better so she should have been part of our earlier conversation um garbage so anyway uh yeah she's very she she loves bacon the the real thing man no Mm, no no bacon not you and i were talking about earlier okay so the good thing is as as part of this podcast it's like we're always talking about the artistic life right and how difficult it is and the craziness of it and jessica's obviously been in the business for a long time um so do you have any I was. I know you're always like kind of cleaning up a lot of. Certainly in the media business, you always had to clean up a lot of people's um, uh, bad behavior. Mm-hmm. So, are there any things you recommend for people to get noticed in the biz in any level, or you know, things to avoid? What do you think about that, Fishman? Those are good questions, right? Sure. Sure. I think um, outreach has changed a lot. You know, incredibly over over the years. When I first started. Um, we were using fax machines and, you know, I'm not that old. I'm 45 and I've probably been doing this, I don't know, 20 years or so. Um, you know, that's how we would reach media companies. Um, you know, if we had a story to tell and you were looking to reach, I don't know, a beat reporter, you would fax it to that department. Uh, Um, and I think now with the advent of social media and the ease of use for social media, the barrier for entry is so low, you know, anyone can create a social profile, anyone can be an Instagram star. And some of it doesn't even have compelling content. It's just, Mm. you know, I'm unboxing a toy and I've become a millionaire (laughs) because I have this incredible following. Right. So I I see that all the time. I think much like every other industry, um, publicity and public relations has changed radically. Um, And I think just keeping up with those changes is a job in and of itself. I mean, you know, I, I, I know we do a lot of it here at the station, you know, when, when Rolando was here as our head of social media, um, we were always worried about, do we need to be on TikTok? Do we need to be on this platform? Does it make sense? And I think that's, um, the crux of this. Does it make sense for you or your product or whatever it is that you're looking to promote? Does it make sense for you to be on that platform? Uh Mm -hmm. And if, and if you feel it does, then you have to be committed to that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you can't start an Instagram account and have 
and, and build up a following and not feed the beast. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if you are going to be active on social media, you need to be active on social media. Mm -hmm. And I think it can get overwhelming. Um, we talk about this all the time, Fishman, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a major time commitment. It's sure. so much work just to just to do that. Never mind, do the actual creative work. Right, right. right. And just to figure out what messaging goes where. You know, what's the right message for Twitter? Is that the same thing you want to say on Facebook? Probably not. Um, right. Is that the same thing you'd want to say in Instagram, which is you know a very visual medium? Um, so I think that there's always going to be that struggle to keep up with technology, uh -huh. um, especially in, in, a, in an area like public relations where you've got a client that's depending on you to be knowledgeable in those things and counting on you to be the expert. So I think, you know, sort of keeping up with the trends of technology and, and how to disseminate a message has almost become a job in and of itself. It, it has. It absolutely has. Um, you know, because I know a lot of, of friends that are at PR agencies they have social media specialists, they have um, graphic designers, they've got folks that specifically create video content. You know, even within agencies, it's very fragmented now because there are so many ways that one can become specialized that you can't do it half-assed. You know, if you're going to put up a video on behalf of a company, it's got to be high production value. Right. You know, unless the tone and feel of the company is something that you can shoot on an iPhone or it's a little more gorilla, but it's so easy to apply polish to things because there are so many apps and so many, so many ways for um, organizations or individuals to get their message out there in a, in a, you know, visually compelling way. So isn't right. there like a big thing about, I always hear about, you know, pick and choose, a, which social platforms you want to be on because mm -hmm. you can't be on everything. You can't do everything well. But also, if it's not your wheelhouse, to actually, you know, farm that stuff out. Because, if you can afford to. Yeah, but that's, can that's a lot of the thing, though, yeah. right? Fishman, we talk about that. I mean, it's just you can't do it all. You'd never be right. asleep, for God's sake. Right. <laughs> yes, and especially if you're looking to add a level of quality to it that you can't do on your own, then it's it may very well be worth investing in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So you have to kind of almost figure that out. Mm -hmm. But so you're you're kind of just echoing a lot of what Fishman and I constantly talk about is that it's there's the art and then there's the business. Mm -hmm. Art um, and commerce. Right. It's and that's for television stations, for actors, for you know, Wall everything. Street. Yeah, every everything. business. That's why kind of a lot of what we learned in the business and what we talk about all the time on this podcast translates into every business. Mm -hmm. Right, what we learned in the theater, right, Fishman? Hmm. Um, so theater. the theater, uh, which Jessica loves the theater. So, um, so that's interesting. So, it, so what would be? So you, that was kind of an overview of that. So, are there anything things that you sh should avoid? Like some big bad no nos. I think you know, unless your brand is bad behavior, and there are brands out there that pride themselves on bad behavior. Um, I think you should always remember that everyone is watching, everyone is recording, nothing happens in a vacuum any longer, and things are now, you know, saved for posterity. You know, we all have this running joke that, you know, we're of an age where we're so thankful that there wasn't social media and cell phone cameras when we were growing up yeah. and we were allowed to make our mistakes. 
I think it's always, I think it's important to realize, and I think it's easier for the younger generations to do so because they've grown up in an age where Mm -hmm. the camera is always on Mm -hmm. and someone is always paying attention and watching. I think it's a little bit harder for, you know, folks like myself in our forties and older to remember that, you know, and it's not big brother is watching. It's everyone is watching. Yeah. But do you really think on the flip side of that, that there really are long-term cause I used to think that there were ramifications, but now because we're so inundated and there's so much content. And of course, in this environment that we're in, we're, and you know, where lying is completely acceptable in the mainstream now, um, that I just wonder if it really does matter. Um, I think it does because, you know, I know there are tons of human resources departments that will look at your social media. Um, Lots of companies have policies where if you act or behave a certain way on social media, even if it's your personal account, that, um, you know, they can kind of take you to task for that. Um, You know, almost every company has a social media policy where there really is no more separation between, you know, public and private or professional and private. Right. That is amazing. Um, you know, and, and I have, I have a friend who um, does recruiting and she says that she tells me she looks at people's social media all the time. Yeah. And she's amazed at what people have up there when they are, you know, actively seeking employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think in those instances, yeah, I think it's still relevant, you know, certainly in a job search, um, it depends, I guess, what your I think what, it depends what you care. on what your misstep is, right. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How big, bad your misstep is, or if you're just posting pictures of you, you know, having a bunch of beers. You right. Know what I mean, but, but there are that. things out there that are career enders. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, and we and you've and I've and watched you, some careers end because of it. Right. <laughs> Jessica has been part of those conversations and been part of those experiences. So um, I, yeah. you know, I, I think my advice so that's the is big, always. Bad. No, no, no. Um, you know, don't be an idiot. Sure. Right. Right. You know, common sense. Right. Use your common sense. Use your best judgment. Right. Yes. Use your best judgment. Right. Um, I mean, have because fun. Because there are repercussions. Right. But ha- look, it's it's almost like push the envelope, but be smart. Right. See, almost I'm not an envelope pusher because right. I've worked in PR my whole career. Right. I'm a toe the liner. Right. I don't push envelopes. Me, me too. That makes Just, me too nervous. Uh, me too. But as in the business where you need to kind of stand out, especially right. acting, what Fishman's trying to do, or you know, writing, which I'm trying to do, or other things, you know, you almost have to kind of do something that makes you stand out sure. without being a jerk. Sure, you still, sure. well, and if I, you have I, integrity and that's your, that's your core, then you yeah, don't, integrity, you, you, you don't core. violate that, then it's okay. Then everything, mm-hmm. it, it just stems from that and whatever you put out there, it works. I don't, I never, sh- I never worry about what I put out there. My problem is I get shut down because I'm a little too precious about what I put out there because I think that everything, whether it's an email or an Instagram post, this represents me. And I mm-hmm. think people are going to, you know, uh, notice or hope mm-hmm. that they do. So I'm so worried that it's not perfect. And then I end up not being right. as social as I should be. Right. So but I think yeah. that's okay because yeah. I think in this day and age where everything is so pro- so public, I think it's okay to to withhold some pieces and keep something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Or err on the side of caution, mm-hmm. which is kind of mm-hmm. what you're saying, Fishman. You're just, you think before you hit send. Yes, you know what I mean? absolutely. And, and I think that's that's never going to hurt. And you, spell right? check. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. But over here. I but, mean, even, yeah. you know, uh, on Instagram, I have a, a personal account, which is Bellucci PR. 
um, which is, you know, things that I post and I find interesting personally. And then I have a business account for Bellucci Media and I post things that are relevant to the business or clients that I may have. Mm. And um, I'm much more cautious and conservative on my business account mm-hmm. um, than I am on my personal account. But I think if in, in comparison, my personal account is still very um, monitored by right. me. By yeah. me. You yeah, know, it, it, yeah. uh, I, I'm the same way too with my Instagram, with my my personal Liz one, right. and then my Buddha Balboa, which is more my business. I'm just smart about what I post on both of those. Right, and then my um, Facebook, which is really kind of for friends and family, where you have that you know level of accepting who follows and pays attention to you. Um, you know that I'm a little more uh, forthcoming right. with. Or, or I post a lot of things about bacon. Right, so. she does. She's a big, she's a big, big, big bacon fan. As if you haven't guessed that already. Um, so, Fishman, do you have any PR questions for Jessica that would be beneficial for our audience for places in five fans? No, well, the, one of the things I always wonder because that that's a, PR is another area that is definitely worth investing in. Um, but I'm never quite sure Amen. what it Yoo-hoo! what it is that. <laughs> You know, for instance, like now that I've got this this um, this pilot, you know, post production, and we're about to screen it, um, mm-hmm. you know, Hire what somebody. I what I should be doing, or what would I expect that a publicist would do for me? Ah, that's a good question. Okay, so in that situation, sure. So I I think it depends on, you know, what the expectation is. If you've got, um, you know a pilot that's in its infancy stages, you know, you probably want a publicist that will help you spread the word so that that pilot can get in the right hands. Right. Um, And it depends on the audience. You know, if you are looking to, you know, drive eyeballs to your website or put, you know, cheeks and seats somewhere or to purchase something, you know, that's different messaging and that's a different expectation. I think, you know, there needs to be a conversation um, and a screening process. You know, I've had clients that I've turned away and I've had clients that I wasn't a good fit for and they've turned me away. Uh Um, I think there needs to be a level of expectation um, that is very clear and defined at the outset so that whatever is delivered upon is um, as expected you know, I, I, there are no guarantees mm-hmm. in PR. If you want a guarantee, then go buy the media. Uh-huh. Go, right. go buy an ad. Right. Right. I think PR is about relationships and it's mm-hmm. about contacts and it's about making connections. Sure. And just I like think yeah, well, that's it's, a much better right. investment too than just an ad, you know, throwing ads out there, I think. Ads. Right, right. But it depends. You know, if you're looking for something that's, like I said, that's guaranteed or a quick hit. Or, you know, you're going to a conference, say, and you know that there is a publication that's handed out daily and you want to pay for an ad in that as opposed to mm. taking a chance and waiting to see if there, if you could get a profile in there, right. you know, then that's a better way to spend your money. Mm. But I think if you're looking to build longer term relationships with journalists, um, then PR is your way to go mm. because there is a separation of church and state in every media outlet that, mm. that there is not that crossover between the ad sales and the editorial, you know, mm. unless it's a paid advertorial right. and there's disclaimers and all sorts of things. But, but in most legitimate media outlets, you know, 
you can say, but I took a three page ad out last month in your publication, please write about me. And that's not how it works. Right. I learned right. that the hard way. I was under that misconception myself. I produced a play that I took to the Edinburgh Fringe a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I bought an ad in one of these fringe uh, guides thinking that was exactly what was going to happen. It was going to help me get the reviewer there because I had spent this money on the ad. And it was like there was no recognition of that at all. Um, mm-hmm. And there shouldn't be. Yeah, and I didn't realize. But I, I spent thought... your money on a publicist who had a relationship with that type of media, you know, right. with, with trade media, and could help you, you know, could help you get your project into the right hands. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I'm a PR person. I'm always going to tell you to spend your money on right. PR. Right. Right. Yeah. But well, when I, I see think... when my book comes out, Fishman, I'm Jessica's going to be my PR. That's person. right. Absolutely. I've already, I've already but I think it up. really depends on your goal. I think right. if, you know, and it depends on the client, you know, there are some clients that want to see some ink regardless of, of what that entails. And they may be perfectly content with a paid ad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think a hurdle that PR people always have is explaining the difference between earned media, which is what I do and paid media, which is an ad. Uh And earned media is, you know, usually takes a lot longer, but it tends to be a much deeper relationship that's been forged. And it's a, in my mind, a better piece because it's a feature, it's a profile, it's a mention, it's being included. It's, Uh it's, you know, getting on a morning news show or, or being included in a roundup of products or something. And that doesn't happen overnight. And that usually happens because of two things. One, the product or whatever it is that you're pitching has to be good. Um, And secondly, it's got to be a fit with whatever the media outlet is looking for. You know, say it's a roundup of best travel items. Uh Um, You pitch somebody's travel pillow. You know, you you need to know your audience, both the eyeballs on the other end and the media that you're pitching. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that then then you need to also have relationships with journalists. Yeah. And that as, is a, as a PR time. person, as a PR right, person, right. because so that's hiring, your value, right? And then me hiring you or anybody, you, I guess you just Fishman for your sake. I guess you have to look for somebody who does specifically that kind of PR. And there are lots of agencies out there, and there are lots of freelancers and, and individual folks um, that do theater PR, or you know, there's a specialty or, for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there are lots of folks that are generalists. There are lots of agencies that have have you know. Uh, folks on staff that can do a, a gamut of things. Um, but I always think your best, if, if you've got something specific, your, your best bet is to find a PR person that has that niche because they're going to have the contacts and they're going to have the relationships right. and they're going to be able to guide you and say, Hey, you're in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Have you thought about this festival? or I worked on this festival, or have you thought about this? And, you know, the education can go both ways, mm-hmm. I think, at that point. Oh. Yes. So much cool. there. Yeah. So much as the words unpack. I always hear all the words unpack. There's so much to unpack there. <laughs> I hate, I'm so platitude I am close enough to kick you. So. I know, she has, she has. And I know you're on a time crunch here. Because uh, you have to go. Yes, I'm actually going stuff. to a networking thing now. So, That's yeah. That's right. That's awesome. It's always networking. Um, 
So we're going to, yeah, it's always about networking, right? And that, that goes back to PR. It is always who you know. Right. It's, well, it's and, right? and that you don't know who you're going to meet, which is the most mm-hmm. fun of all of it. Which is crazy. It's just, it's, I but, think you have to take the risk. Yeah. You yep. have to put yourself out there. Yep. That, which is why he's going to Nappy. Yeah. Because he's like, what? I got nothing to lose. Right. I can meet people who might want my pilot. That's right. So yeah. I'm That's like, right. do it. And they, I encourage you it. when you're there, walk the show floor. Oh, yeah. Um, which ironically, I've been there 13 years now and I've never wow. stepped foot on the show floor. Oh, wow. Because you're just in meetings, um, prearranged meetings kind of thing? Yeah. And we usually- And poolside. And poolside. Well, we've always had an event space or an event or a particular reason to be there. Uh-huh. So that's why you know I've gone in the past, but go to the show floor and um, talk to people, collect business cards, build he's relationships. Doing it. He's bringing his yeah. discs and he's giving it to people, which is and- great. So he's now that it. you're going down there, but you are you bringing discs or you're bringing jump drives? I wasn't going to do either of those things actually. What oh, I, I have, you were. nope. Oh, what I have is I have a card, a a postcard with a QR code on it that Perfect. when you hold your phone to it, it'll take right. you right to the trailer. Um, and then to the, and to the, you know, and where you can get additional information and, and and I can also give you the link directly to the pilot itself if you wanted to see it. So that's, that was my method. I wasn't going to hand out actual, uh, technology. I I figured that that was, this was a lot cheaper and, and it's easier for me if I want to, because the QR code allows me to change, you know, Mm that, that destination once you know, the, the destination on the QR code, of course, is pre-programmed, but I can change what's going to happen when you get there at any time. So oh, that's I, like, right. I like the flexibility that's, of that. Um, that's cool. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah. So now that you're going down there and you're between you, this transition from Tribune, what are, are you guys, is the entity down there, you know, as are you hosting events? Are you doing anything like that? No, because, you know, as, a, as I'm sure you're aware, Tribune was sold right. and it was split into a couple of different companies. So I, I like yourself, will be there to network. Um, and I've got a bunch of, of events and things lined up that I've been invited to and I'll be attending. Oh, fun. Um, but yeah, this will be the first year I'm there, not in an official capacity and I'm not hosting any events oh, myself. Oh, it sounds I liberating. Think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It it's does. liberating and terrifying at the same time. Of course. But. But you know, you'll make you'll make a joke out of it somehow, I'm sure, Jessica, and you'll make people laugh and have a good time. So but definitely the two of you need to meet up and toast. Sounds good. Yeah, and, that sounds and great. Yes. So what you need to do is every single night, the lobby of the Fountain Blue Hotel, it's called the Blue Bar, B-L-E-U. Yes, the right. Blue Bar. The Blue Bar. Mm-hmm. And that is where everyone reconvenes after all their dinners and parties and events. Great. What time is that? Probably around ten. Okay. Okay. All right. Or thereabouts. I wish I could go. Arr. Come on down. I know I should. I should. I should be there. I'm in programming, for God's sakes. <laughs> but I'm not going. But so that's I'll where you'll find okay. um, most of the action. Cool. Good. Great to know. After hours. That's great. Um, Fishman, you're, you're, you have, uh, you're totally that's an, not shy. Thank so you. You'll you'll that's be there. the inside track right there. Thank you. There you go. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, well, we want to yeah. thank Jessica. And we'll Jessica, wrap it thanks up here. for joining thanks us for on me. Places in Five. Yes. Awesome. Places in Five, man. And what do we always say at the end of every podcast, Fishman? And, and scene. scene. We always no we sing. We swing. No, we sing, sing at the end and okay. it's really it's it's jubilant usually and it's really alive. <laughs>
All right, great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye.